Welcome to Rework, a podcast by 37 Signals about the better way to work and run your business. I'm your host, Kimberly Rhodes. A few weeks ago, I sat down with 37 Signals principal programmer Jeff Hardy to talk about the power of time off and how taking extended breaks from work can make you more productive and effective. Today, I'm back with 37 Signals co-founders Jason Freed and David Heinemeyer Hansen to talk more about this concept of taking time off, but from the perspective of a business owner. As Jason recently returned to work after taking his first sabbatical in nearly 23 years. I have questions for you both, but I think the first place to start, Jason, is with you. We know you love sabbaticals or the concept of it for your team. Why Why did it take you so long to take yours? I don't know. I mean, it's sort of embarrassing and irresponsible, frankly. I mean, for everybody, like you got to set a good example, first of all. And second of all, I probably really needed to take one. Um, so anyway, can't change what happened. Here we are. I just took one and it was uh, really worth it. So it reminds me how valuable they are and uh, how often we should be doing them. And it kind of actually made me think, uh, I'm probably gonna get myself in trouble, but that they should be a little bit longer than four weeks. So I think we have a, a four week policy uh, every three years. Four is a little tight. Six might be better, but that's not a decision. Just saying out loud. Um, but anyway, it was it was very valuable, mostly just to disconnect. I, I mean, what I did almost didn't matter. It was just that I didn't work at all. I didn't check in at all. I didn't do anything at all that had to do with work. And it was reassuring that the company can run without me as I knew it could, but it's good to see that it does or it could even better perhaps in some areas. And just to, you know, clear your mind and, and uh, come back to work with uh, with some fresh perspective. So David, what's your sabbatical history? I mean, have you taken sabbaticals since founding this company? I had an enforced sabbatical uh, about two years ago, two and a half years ago, when we moved to Denmark for a variety of uh, tax and organizational re- uh, reasons. I couldn't work while in Denmark for about two months. And that basically meant uh, a sabbatical because um, if I couldn't work, then I was going to be out anyway. I knew it was coming, so I set it up essentially as a sabbatical, and it ended up being about the same time, about six or seven weeks. And what's so funny about the the six weeks is I felt exactly the same thing as Jason. At four weeks, I was like, no, I could do this a little longer. And then interestingly enough, exactly at six weeks, I'm like, okay, now I'm bored. Now I want to get back to stuff. Now I want to get back into it. So there is something magical right around that time, I think. But I also just really enjoyed it. And I thought, as Jason said, it's so healthy for the organization to have the the founders, the executives step out of it and just like, okay, well, you got to make your own decisions now. I'm not here to answer your stuff. You have to figure it out. And of course you can, but you need the opportunity to really prove it, I think, both to yourself, to the rest of the organization, show that resiliency that, you know what, the ship runs just fine without us, which is a general point, I think, is sometimes difficult for all employees, including Jason or I, as sort of employees of the company, that, you know what, everyone is kind of replaceable, at least on a relatively long basis. Do you know what, if I had taken six months sabbatical instead of six weeks, it probably also been fine. And this comes back to what is actually the differential value that, that someone like Jason or I bring to the table. The kind of decisions that only Jason or I can or will make, they are and certainly should be very rare. They are 
the titanic big shifts where Jason's like, okay, I got a new idea for a product um, that comes in as a, a full vision. And then boom, we go off work on that. And that'll take years. Like the last time Jason had a fully formed idea for a product was four years ago. I mean, that's when we started working on, hey, and I think, for example, uh, my involvement with our cloud exit, if you thought of like, when was the last time I took a major CTO kind of decision on that, it was probably getting into the cloud like six years ago. So I think that's just good and humbling to know all the way up and down the chain. Like, Regardless of what you do, if you're not replaceable for at least six months, something is not right. The organization is actually misconfigured. Especially at our size. I mean, it's it's a bit different, of course, if you're four people, right? So someone who's listening to this is a three or four person company and you leave one programmer and that programmer is gone. Like that's a different story, of course. Um, I just want to kind of round that out because people always find those examples like, but what if, you know, fair enough. But yeah, we're, we're 80 people now. And one of the reasons we're 80 people is to have some redundancy, to have some slack in the system, to have some space. So people don't feel like they can't step away for a bit. Because that's actually the, the, the heavy part of it was when you feel like you can't leave for some reason or you, you can't take a vacation for some reason. That's an unhealthy position to be in. So even if you don't take one for whatever reason, feeling like you can't is far worse. So we wanted to make sure that, uh, that we had some room and um, we do. Okay, so for both of you, and Jason, more specifically for you since it's so recent, did you have a hard time disconnecting when you were leaving? Did you unplug everything, disable every app that you had? And was it hard to come back? So for me, it was not hard to disconnect at all, um, which probably means I've been craving that for a while and I finally got it. I Basically, what I did was I, I didn't take anything off my phone, but I, I don't have notifications on anyway. Uh, the only notifications I have on are for Basecamp for pings, basically, and uh, at mentions, I think, is the option. So um, I turn that off, that part of it off. Otherwise, though, I don't get notifications on my phone. My, I don't have my badges on. I check things whenever I would normally want to. So that's kind of how that happened. So that wasn't really much of a change. But I did you know, have to break the instinct of like going to see what's going on. But it really wasn't hard. It, it really wasn't. Um, it was just, don't do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, I did check Basecamp about three or four times during the six months to erase my uh, Hey menu because my, my, or my, my notifications in the app we're going to get super, 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 super long. I just want to reset them a few times so they didn't get like ridiculously long. David never reached out. Elaine never reached out. Nobody reached out, which was really nice. So no one pulled me back in. And I just did other things. It was very nice. In fact, I barely opened the computer. I mean, one of my little fantasies is like, if I ever stopped working on computers, I would not open a computer for a year. Like I, I don't need to open the computer like to, to do my day, you know? So I kind of did that for six weeks. I mean, I looked a few things up here and there, but mostly uh, I didn't use the computer at all, which was really nice. Um, and uh, it, it was it was not hard. And coming back, though, I did start to feel that itch, like David mentioned, like about a week prior. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting bored. I'm finally getting bored. It's good to be sort of bored for a while, but now I'm too bored. And so I was excited to dive back in. And uh, one of the things I did, though, was I, I did some catch up, but I didn't try to go back and read up everything I missed. That's just sort of a ridiculous thing to do. I just kind of jumped in and there's some things that some people brought to me or that I kind of had seen that I looked at more closely. Um, but 
uh, I did not try to catch up from day the day one I missed. I basically just kind of hit the ground running, and whatever happened without me was I didn't need me anyway. So don't involve yourself. Don't jump back in. And the other thing is that you're going to find out what was important anyway, you know, in a few days or in a week or so, and that's great. So that was another technique. I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't do that. I did check in with people, catch up with individuals, but I didn't try to read up on everything I missed. I think that's the key leap of faith you have to do if you want a real break. This is actually something I've heard, even from people just taking vacations, that the reason they check in on a daily basis or semi-daily basis while they're out is such that they don't have to do the whole thing when they come back. But that's just such a broken notion. I mean, how are you going to have any time off if you have to constantly catch up on all of it then you're just taking that work burden and saying like okay i'm not doing it for this week but then i'm gonna add it on to the week when i'm back and think about that with six weeks add six weeks of catch up on top i think that's a real leap of faith that shows that you trust the organization and that happens at all levels it's not just about executives taking time off it's just as much about in your team you trust the rest of your team to carry on make good decisions and and move on with things and i think the th- thing i've found coming back after six or seven weeks was just what a relatively low number of things i needed to know and the things i needed to know i I would catch up, as Jason said, with someone on a one-on-one or otherwise. It would bubble back up. There's like a handful of things, maybe at most, over the course of six weeks, which was, again, another reminder that so much of all the busyness that we feel at work all the time, even for us, and and we're quite good, I'd say, at cutting that out, is self-made. It's invented. It is because you want to keep up on everything all the time with everyone and know everything that's going on, yet it adds very little value. There's, you just don't need to know. There's so much of the work where you just don't need to know. You can trust the people working on it, making sound, good decisions, and just forget about it. The other thing I would say that I really liked was that there were no decisions that were waiting for me to be made when I came back. I wouldn't have liked that. Where other people like, well, let's put this on hold till Jason's back or what? I don't, I don't want that either. So any decision that needed to be made was made. Things were, things were tried. Normally I would have weighed in on certain things. Things were tried. I didn't weigh in on them. It's great. That's just how it should be. That's exactly how it should be. If anything has to wait for you, I think it's kind of a bit of a problem. Also, it's another symptom of, uh, of, you know, too much reliance on any one individual. So. So was there prep work you had to do before taking off six weeks? I mean, I feel like anytime I've taken a vacation, it's like that scramble to get things done before you're gone. Did you have that feeling leading up to it? Yeah, a little bit. I caught up with David before I left. I caught up with Elaine before I left. I caught up with Brian, who's our product strategy person here, because he he and I are most similar in terms of the work that we do on a day-to-day basis, which is planning for the next cycle's worth of work, reviewing projects that are in flight. So we caught up a lot and, and sort of talked a little bit about, because I was going to be gone for the beginning of cycle two, which is an, the next batch of work we were doing. So we talked a bunch about ideas that he might put on the plate for cycle two. So we worked some of that stuff out ahead of time. And then I caught up with, um, with uh, Scott, who's um, one of our principal designers, um, and asked him to sort of take over my role a little bit while I was gone, to working with Brian on product development work. And then um, talked about some other stuff we're working on. But it was basically uh, three or four people I really caught up with prior. Otherwise, I just left. And, um, you know, those are basically my, essentially my 
not even direct reports, but peers and people I work with on a day-to-day basis on very similar work. And so just kind of wanted to line up a couple things so everyone was clear and uh, help where I could and then and then step away. That was it. I also wrote, I, I, I wrote a message to the whole company prior, about a month prior or something, just saying I was going to be taking off. I haven't done it before. And it was kind of a uh, an admission that this is a long time coming and just wanted to get everyone a, a head start on that. So I didn't just like drop off the map and be like, what happened? So I did that too, but that was, you know, that took 10 minutes to write. And then David, question for you. Did your role change with Jason being gone? Or is it just like, nope, I kept doing everything that I was always doing before? I don't think it was that different. I think um, Elaine and I would just meet on the weekly basis. Usually that's the three of us. And then it would just be the two of us. And it was the same sort of order of business. Now, part of the reason why this kind of worked was to accept that even though Jason was stepping away for six uh, weeks here, there were certain things that were already in motion. Like, well, we, we weren't going to start a new product, for example. That wasn't going to happen while Jason was away. And it didn't need to happen. First of all, we'd already laid some foundations and there were some people working on that new product we're working on. So that could run in itself. And just realizing that there were certain kinds of projects that it didn't make sense to take on. But there aren't that many. And as we talked about, they're quite infrequent. Just like it probably, if, if I was, when I was out for, for six weeks, I'd probably be a little surprised if I came back and like, hey, by the way, we're off the cloud. Like we just, um, we set that up or, or uh, uh, Ruby, we're not using that anymore. We changed to JavaScript. That's what we program in now. Um, so there are some of those sort of big foundational tenets of how we build or how we work that you're not going to change when one of the principles is, is out for that amount of time. But those are also the kind of things where even if we wanted to change it, it wouldn't matter if that had to wait two months or even if it had to wait six months some of those big titanic switches are like once every few years kind of stuff. So if they have to wait a little further, it'd be just fine. The other thing I want to add is one other, the, one other change we made was to shift from exploration to production on some ideas we've been working on. So we're working on a new product right now and uh, we've been working on it for just a few months. And during that, those few months, we've just been exploring ideas. And then I thought when I was gone, and I've been leading that charge. And so I thought when I was gone, it'd be a good idea to shift into like, let's build some of those ideas out. So when I come back, we have a basis of something that's actually working. And so that was also a nice change, a good shift and a good timing for that. But we needed to do that anyway. So it was just a matter of sequencing it at the right time. And I felt like that was a pretty good time to do that. So that was one other small change we made. But otherwise, um, everything was basically the same. It's funny because we had something similar here with our cloud exit. We had to build some technology to facilitate how we were going to run our applications in the cloud. This this thing called Maersk that I knew I had a two-month slot to focus all in where I had no distractions and no travel lined up at all. And I knew there was a deadline coming up where I'd have about three weeks at least worth of travel. And then I would have a bit of a punctured schedule after that. So sometimes it's almost like you have the inverse. Do you know what? I'm going to take the inverse of a sabbatical right now. I'm going to ultra focus on this one thing for two months, such that, as Jason said, you can get the project to the point of where it can go downhill. We have this feature in Basecamp called the hill chart. And I really love the metaphor of the hill chart. 
The hill has two sides. It has the uphill side. That's when you're still figuring things out. You're not quite sure how the pieces are going to work together. You're not quite even sure how many pieces there are. You're still uncovering things. Then once you reach the top of the hill, that means you figure things out. Now, the downhill part is the production part, as Jason says. It's we have a lay of the land. We may still discover a few things here and there. But generally speaking, we know which way we're going to go so we can just roll down the hill. That's where I wanted to get with this Mersk project. I wanted to get on the top of the hill such that once I then said, like, you know what, for three weeks, we still have to go just as fast for our own internal deadlines of when we want to get out of this damn cloud situation. But now way more people can be involved and it can be way more independently driven. We're not trying to figure out the whole vision or what have you of, uh, of how the thing is supposed to be. Okay, before we wrap up, from both of you, any like big takeaways about sabbaticals? I know there's a lot of people who are listening who are like, yeah, this sounds like a dream world. It is hard to even take a week off. What is your kind of advice for those folks? Well, what's funny is when I announced to some people I was taking six weeks off, a bunch of the Europeans just said, you mean vacation? You mean holiday? Right. Um, so most people, most people around the world actually get some more time off. I don't most, I mean, most is probably not accurate, but Plenty of people around the world uh, uh, take around six weeks off a year and things run okay. So I think that the big thing is, is don't fear it. It's going to be fine. You're not as important as you think you are. It's just a good thing to get through your head anyway. And uh, trust in, in the people you work with to do a great job while you're gone. And, and, and also when you come back, come back with curiosity. Like, yeah, I didn't check back and read everything that happened, but I'm curious about what did happen, what decisions were made that I wouldn't have made or whatever. I just that's how you have to approach these things. Um, the organization ran differently when I was gone to some tiny little degree. What was that degree? What can I learn from that? Great. I'm not that important. That's great too. You know, that, that kind of stuff, this is healthy. It's a healthy time to get away and a healthy time to come back and realize a few things about yourself and what you do. I, I think that's the most important thing as far as like what to do. I puttered around the house, did a bunch of stuff, you know, whatever. It didn't matter. What I did didn't matter. What I didn't do is what mattered most. Is, is I didn't work. I didn't think about work. I think what's really key too is, first of all, enjoying the boredom. Like that was the big one for me. Like I was not bored for the first three or four weeks. I just, there was enough stuff, enough interesting things catching up on the world. And then there was the boredom phase. And I, I actually, that was the most important part for me. The two weeks where I was like solidly bored um, was the, almost the main recharging phase where like when I get back in, I'm really fired up to do some cool stuff, dive into some real challenges. And then that pairs with this fact that when you come back in, it's kind of like stepping out into the light after being in the cinema in the middle of the day. You're like, this is really bright. Like your aperture almost needs to readjust or not kind of readjust. It has to readjust because the light comes in differently and you just see things very differently. When you're in it every day, every week, you fall into just a rhythm where it is difficult to question the underlying assumptions of why you do what you do. I mean, when Jason came back, we had some wonderful discussions about big picture things that we perhaps wouldn't have discussed if it had just been like another Tuesday meeting after the one we had last week, that the separation itself gives space for the broader thoughts, the further distance and, and so forth. I think actually, by the way, Jason, the last time you took a longer vacation in 14 was when we became base camp. Yeah. So sometimes that dis distance to the business is really crucial 
for being able to give your mind enough space to work on the business in your head. Like, what do we really want? Why are we doing the things we do? You come back and you'll find some of them. Oh, wonderful. Let's keep doing everything we're doing in that department. Then other things you come back and say like, do you know what? Now with the distance, mm, something new here is needed. Well, we are all glad that you're back and glad that you are well rested. And next week, we're going to be answering some listener questions on the podcast. You guys know I've been saying that I want to do this for a long time and it's happening. Um, we're, I'm hoping that we're going to do this a couple times a year. So if you have any questions for Jason or David about a better way to work and run your business, leave us a voicemail at 708-628-7850. And we just might answer your question on an upcoming show. You can also send us an email to rework at 37signals.com. Rework is a production of 37 Signals. You can find show notes and transcripts on our website at 37signals.com slash podcast.